Good Nature Wellness Podcast, Episode 6. Hello and welcome to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. This podcast is all about discovering how you can transform, re-energize, and strengthen your body naturally with the healing power of food to regain control over your health, reclaim your energy, feel better, look better, and be stronger for life. I'm your host, board-certified master health and wellness coach, Barbara Walsh. I want to thank you all for joining me today. As you know, we are currently in the midst of the series From Quarantine to Confidence, How to Come Back from Quarantine and Be Confident in Your Health, where we've been talking about the best defense that each one of us has against the coronavirus, and that's our immune system. But it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and for those of you who know my story, this is something that is really important to me personally, and I believe it's something that we should be talking about more, but probably not in the typical way that you think. So I thought this is the perfect opportunity to bring you a special episode, and this episode is going to be extra special because today we have a special guest. Recently, I had the pleasure of meeting an amazing woman, Karen Neighbor, and Karen is without a doubt one of the brave ones because, like me, she was diagnosed with breast cancer but made the brave choice to opt out of conventional treatments and she was able to overcome her breast cancer naturally without surgery, radiation, or chemotherapy. She has an amazing story that she shared with me when we sat down the other day, virtually of course, to get to know each other. I loved hearing about Karen's experience and how she beat the odds, and I think you're going to be amazed by what she had to say too. So let's get going. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So tell us more about your experience with cancer. Well, I was diagnosed in March 2019, and um, my doctor told me that I had a very, very complex situation, and he suggested surgery right away, and he said I had a fast-growing cancer, and I would die if I didn't follow his protocol of surgery, radiation, and possibly chemo. That sounds kind of familiar. I had a very similar experience. So what gave you the confidence to not follow that protocol? I just felt like he was just trying to scare me and I just felt a lot of pressure to get surgery and my head was spinning and I just needed some time to catch my breath. I was alone in the office. I'm a widow. My son's already lost his father when he was eight years old and he's 15 now. And I thought I've got to do whatever I can to survive this. And he didn't really know much about nutrition and other people were talking to me about nutrition and about detoxing and um, building up your immune system and creating a non-acidic um, environment, an alkaline environment, so that cancer couldn't grow and to stop feeding it by, you know, just a bad, poor diet, not, not exercising, high-stress lifestyle. I just took an inventory of my life and I realized maybe I can beat this. That's so amazing. So prior to a cancer diagnosis, would you say you were um, someone who was really into healthy eating? Well, like most people, I thought I ate healthy if I had, you know, a banana once a week or, or stopped drinking sodas or something like that. But that, that really is not what it's about. I just radically changed my lifestyle. I went vegan overnight. I juiced a bunch of times a day. I exercised two to three times a day moderately for 10 to 15 minutes. I quit my high stress job. I mean, I just did a radical overhaul of my whole life. 
I just took inventory, like I said, and tried to realize what areas of my life and what parts of my health was I not addressing. And I started to get more sleep. I just started to really look at everything in just a different light and just analyze every aspect of my life, not just one area, but every area. Wow, that's amazing. I think that's true because I think lots of times we don't realize how it's all about the whole person. It's all about the whole body. And I think that that's something I know from my own breast cancer experience that I don't think that my healthcare team was thinking about the whole person. They were just thinking about the isolated area. And my understanding later on was that cancer is a systemic disease. So Mm -hmm. even if you just remove a part of it, it doesn't mean that it's gone because you have to address the root cause. So I think that's an important aspect for sure. Right. It's like if something's wrong with your car, you don't want to go to a brake brake specialist who's only going to check your brakes. You want someone who's going to look at the whole car, the entire system and see what's going on with it. And that's that's the whole approach I had to my health. I wanted to look at it holistically. And I thought that was the best approach to have. And all he had in his toolbox was surgery, radiation, chemo. And I just felt like there's got to be something outside the box that you know, he, he, he's not really looking at because that's all he's taught in medical school, basically. And I thought, there's got to be more. And so um, I just decided to be brave and go against the flow, go, go, go against the grain and um, do what wasn't really popular. But it, I just had no choice. I felt like either way, there's no guarantee. But I think eating the salad and, and, and changing my lifestyle will have a produce better results than what he suggested, which was, you know, attack my 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 body my immune system and that just didn't seem logical to me or reasonable yeah i i hear you i i had the same experience because i know thinking about deciding to do something natural even though everybody would look at that on at on face value and think you're crazy right but i thought to myself well you know if nothing else i'm not using a weird experimental drug And there's not going to be any side effects if I decide to feed my body nutritious food. And if nothing else, it's never going to hurt me to eat broccoli. I mean, I think that was like my, that was like my, my mantra, you know, as I went through my whole experience too. I think we just underestimate our body's capability of healing itself. I mean, we're just incredible creatures and human beings and we just underestimate what our bodies can are actually capable of doing yeah i i agree with you in fact i i don't think i was ever really cognizant of that before like i never thought to myself about how amazing like the bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made and i Mm -hmm. i never really thought about what that meant but the way god designed the body is like everything in us is designed to heal you know, Mm -hmm. and we just have to be a part of that, though. That's not even a guarantee if we don't support the process of doing that. Right. So when you started to make the changes, how quickly do you think that you started to notice a change in the way you felt? I felt good right away. I just started detoxing and, um, like I said, exercising and de-stressing and practicing forgiveness, anything I could to just be positive. I took up kayaking. I just felt good right away. I just felt like I was thriving and living life and not just surviving. And after two months, my lab results all came back normal. Wow. um, It was just that quick. It was just crazy. And then six months later, I had more tests done and the 
previous test came back even better than before, and then the additional tests came back normal as well. Then I had a thermogram, and there was no sign of cancer in my body. So wow, wow. it was just miraculous. It was just so amazing. It was so exciting too because I just felt like I had beat the odds, and I was on cloud nine. It was so exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I mean, I had a similar experience because for me it was six months when I got the test results back and they told me the same thing. They couldn't find it anymore and there was no evidence of cancer anywhere in my body. And I remember feeling incredibly thankful, but so amazed because right. it was like most people would tell you that's never going to work. Right. <laughs> right. They would just probably tell you you'd be nuts not to follow what everybody right. else has done. But you know what I think is interesting about that too is if we do follow what everybody else has done, the amount of people that have actually had success, it's not that great really when you right. look at the odds, you know. Right. There's and reoccurrences usually of cancer coming back. Absolutely. And not only that, but it doesn't even have to be that cancer. Then it could even mm. be another cancer yep. because there's other side effects from all of those drugs that it's sad because I think that those are played down for sure. When you go and you have a diagnosis and you're talking to the doctor, they tell you, yeah, they're there, or they give you that long list of stuff, but who reads that? Nobody, you know? Right. And I, right. I think that people don't realize that what's actually happening is you're actually destroying your immune system in the process. So if you don't have your immune system, right. you're, you're toast. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. And I just didn't like the fact that he was pushing surgery so quickly while my head was still spinning. I mean, it was just like, and then I realized later from a nurse that um, apparently these doctors at the beginning of the year, they sign up for, um, they'll, if they reach a quota of surgeries, they get a bonus at the end of the year. So no wonder. And then they get a kickback for chemo, of course. Yeah. So it just seems egregious that they are profiting off of us. And I just felt like a dollar sign to them. And everything he said, I said, in all your 30 years of performing surgeries, you don't know one person who's healed themselves naturally because there's thousands out there. And he rattled off four names of women that had died, apparently, from seeking an alternative route. And I just felt like, you know what, remember my name because I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove you wrong, doctor, because I just believe in it. You have to believe in it. You have to be positive. And it's not easy. It's a lifestyle change. But gosh, I feel so much better. I feel so much more alive, so much more energetic. And I know I'm going to be around to raise my son. And that's the best of all. Yeah, <laughs> that is all. amazing. That is amazing. Not only that, but I mean, when you think about the alternative of going through the treatments, how that would totally disrupt your life for the time being while you're in those treatments, doing what you did, you were able to enjoy the time that you have with your son, even yeah, now. It's so important to become your own advocate for your health. I mean, these, these doctors aren't gods and we treat them like that sometimes and we underestimate our own instinct or our own willpower to heal. And we just need to take our health back into our hands sometimes. And even though that's scary, I don't think you can go wrong with changing your lifestyle for the better and eating healthier. And um, I just am proof of that because yeah. it was scary. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was very scary because I didn't know if I was, I was doubting some days if I was doing the right thing, but I just felt like I had time. And even though my doctor was stressing that I didn't have much time, I should get surgery, not delay it. Something inside of me, I just had to trust that instinct that said, you don't know my body, you don't know me, and I'm going to do this. And that's just the attitude I had to have. I basically didn't trust him. I don't know. 
I think we put too much trust in our doctors sometimes. And I think we just really need to listen to that little still small voice inside of ourselves that's, you know, maybe might be pointing us in a different direction. I do agree. And I came from a similar background too, where I just always assumed that the doctors are the experts. And I'm not saying that every doctor is, you right. know, got a bad intent. I just think that there's more out there than what they will recommend or what they're even trained to know about, you know? Exactly. And it's sad that they yeah. are trained. Yeah. And I think also coming from that perspective, you're raised to be, you know, a respectful person mm -hmm. and, and, right. and respect <laughs> authority and be obedient yep. and everything. And when you think about it, you're the one who has to live with whatever choice that you make, you know, right. not the doctor, nobody else. And they could recommend to you, but like you're saying, it's not the end, doesn't have to be the end all be all, you know, that right. we have the capability to increase our understanding of what's going on with our body. Mm -hmm. And we also are allowed to make the choice. You know, you don't always feel like when you're in that situation, like you are allowed to make that choice. You feel like you just kind of have to do what right. you're Well, you're in your most vulnerable position too. Like I said, I'm a widow. I'm there alone in the doctor's office and here he is saying all oh, his doom and gloom. You're going to die. And you know, you have a fast growing cancer. And I just broke down everything he said. I go, how fast growing is it? And then you realize it really isn't that fast growing. There's faster growing cancers out there. He said, you have a very, very complex situation because one area was definitely cancerous, but there were two other areas that were five to 10% that could be cancerous. So I said, so it's a 90, 95% chance it could not be cancerous. And he goes, well, you could look at it that way. And I go, well, doctor, I choose to look at it that way. <laughs> Because it's just everything was so negative, so doom and gloom. And I just felt like I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I just needed to collect my thoughts and just regroup and just evaluate for myself what's the best protocol for me. Yeah, that was a really wise decision. You know, when you look back, probably better than you thought it ever would have been as mm -hmm. far as being in that doctor's office that day, had you gone the other way, what the alternative would have been, you know? So it, right. I think it takes a lot to kind of stand up for yourself and make those choices. So bravo to you. Yeah, and I got a lot of flack from, you know, from some friends and in-laws. So it wasn't easy because they didn't believe in what I was doing, but they thought I'd had too much trauma in my life that I couldn't heal naturally. And they were saying, make sure it doesn't metastasize. And I just said, it, I felt like it was a wake up call, tap on my shoulder from God saying, you know, you need to do something different with your life and your health and take this seriously. And I just, you know, they say, oh, a deadly wake up call. I mean, it was just, it was so hard to face all that opposition, but I just had to stay strong and have people in my corner that really were encouraging and inspiring and just kind of put boundaries on others that were negative and naysayers because I couldn't allow that thought process into my life. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I felt the same way about it. I mean, I don't know how you did that because like you said, you were on your own, you had to be your own advocate and that takes 10 times more strength than anything, you know, to stand up, make that choice and then follow through with it. So that's pretty amazing. So I also you, talked to my brother who has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He's had it for over 16 years and he went the whole like chemo, modern medicine route, and he just felt like it destroyed his immune system. So then he started to seek the alternative holistic way of, of living. And he's been in remission for like the last 16 years. And he wow. thought, so I asked him and I sought his advice. I showed him all the things that I was doing and I go, do you give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Because I trust you, you're knowledgeable, you've done a lot of research. And he goes 100% thumbs up, you know what you're doing and just keep following what you're doing and you're gonna be fine. And so that gave me confidence. And I also met with a woman who had had a double mastectomy 
and um, just to get her perspective. And she was just all fear-based because I just wanted it out of me. I just, you know, do whatever, whatever you have to do. Yeah. She was just so scared. I think the anxiety alone would have killed her, you know? So, yeah. but that didn't resonate with me. I just didn't feel that fear factor like she did. I just felt like I need to approach this logically and um, not let fear be a motivator because yeah. that's what so many people do. And that's what the doctors, I think, sometimes... I don't know if it's prey on is the bright word, but I just felt preyed upon kind of. I mean, I just felt like I'm in my most vulnerable situation, like I said, and I just need some hope. I need, yeah. you know, what kind of hope can you offer me? And I just felt like there was none in that doctor's office. Yeah. And it's true. Fear is a major motivator, I think, with any person who's diagnosed with cancer. And it's frightening because in my experience, the doctor couldn't tell me how that actually happened. It was right. just sort of like happenstance or like, oh, you're just, yeah. it's bad luck, you yeah. know? But when you look at it, when you, when you come to understand, you know, things about the way your body works and how we treat ourselves, you could see it isn't really an accident. It didn't just right. happen out of nowhere. And once you can get that understanding, the fear goes because right. something's not just going to jump out of the closet and kill me. You know what I mean? It's like right. whatever I'm doing needs to be addressed. And like you right. said, it is, it's like a major wake up call. So you make the choice, you know, am I going to take a look at what's happening and reevaluate what I'm doing and right. make some changes? And the amazing part I found was how quickly my body responded to those mm -hmm. changes because it didn't take very long at all. It started as soon as I started making those changes, my body started responding, which is the most exactly. amazing thing. <laughs> I know. It's so amazing. Like you so don't even cool. realize it. You just start making those changes. You start feeling better. You start right. looking better. Right. You know, it just everything. It's like a total whole life change that happens when, when you end up in that situation. Not that anybody ever wants to hear the words, you have cancer, but right. it's something that could really be a catalyst for some positive change. I think exactly. You know, yeah. Depending on how you approach it for sure. Right. I mean, before I just had boxed and bagged and bottled foods and, and all this processed stuff. And I just didn't realize how much I was neglecting nutrition, real nutrition, real food, fruits and vegetables. And, um, and just detoxing and exercising and de-stressing. I mean, all those are contributing factors, I think, to why I had cancer. And um, I think if you really do some soul searching, you can find out, you know, what the root maybe cause of it is. And um, you can change that. Our, our bodies are amazing. And um, you just trans I just feel like I transformed my whole life. And I just feel so grateful that I was able to do that. Yeah. It's Without amazing. surgery, radiation, or chemo. Yes. yes, amazing. And you got to get your whole life back and you didn't have to sacrifice one part of your health for it. So I think that's fantastic. So when you made your changes, what kind of foods did you decide to incorporate? Well, I start, I went vegan overnight. So I just started eating raw fruits and vegetables. I started juicing a lot. I started doing lots of smoothies. I mean, it was hard. I ate big salads every day. And uh, it was just a whole transformation. And um, I started feeling energetic right away. I started feeling I lost weight really fast. And then I got kind of scared because I was losing weight so fast. But then I realized that's normal because you're just having so much fiber and, um, you know, you're cutting out all the fats and carbs and everything. 
Yeah. So I felt good. I just had a really big salad every day. Like I said, I put everything in it with a kitchen sink. I used to be one of those people that just had iceberg lettuce with ranch dressing. And now I, <laughs> I put everything in it, cauliflower and broccoli and seeds and just all kinds of stuff. So it was, it was so good. It tasted so delicious. And then your change, your, your taste buds start to change. You don't crave sugar anymore. You don't crave sweets. You just start craving the more nutritious things. And so yeah, that's true. I, I had the same experience too, because if it was deep fried and dipped in chocolate, yep. I was all over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and so thinking about making those changes initially was kind of hard and scary too. You can't look at it and say, oh, it's easy. It's definitely right. difficult to make right. that step. Yeah. But I know when I first started doing it, I, I thought to myself, I don't know if I could do this. And my husband encouraged me and he was like, you know what, don't look at what's happening tomorrow. Look at, look at what you're doing today. Yeah. And you make those changes one step at a time right. every day. And the cumulative effect is fantastic. And you're right. You stop craving those things. I mean, before my whole experience, I never would have been a person who juiced I never would have been a person who, who was like a green juicer on top of it. And I used to hear people say, you know, healthy people, and they'd say, oh, you know, I just love that green juice. And I used to think, really? That doesn't sound so good, you know? But after, I actually started craving that stuff. I stopped craving ice cream and all of those other things. And because like you were saying, your whole palate comes alive when you're eating real food. You know, uh -huh. you don't realize how good it actually tastes. And not only that, but how satisfying it is because you have the taste, but your body feels good. And it, and it, that's what you start to crave. Your body has like an intelligence built right. into it. Yeah, I haven't even been sick in over a year and a half since wow. I started implementing, you know, just eating healthier and exercising. And um, I used to, I don't even get mild headaches. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I just have so much energy. I used to have a degenerative disc disease in my back and um, I don't have that anymore. I used to have wow. sinus infections. I don't have those anymore. It's just amazing. It is amazing. Got my life back. Wow, that's fantastic. That's so amazing. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have met you too, because when I first started my process, I found out about all these other people that had this experience, but I didn't really know too many people personally. I only knew one other woman who, who before me had actually had success in this area. So it's exciting to me to meet another woman who had the beat the odds. <laughs> yeah, who had the confidence to step out. I just want to spread the word to other women to encourage them. I mean, there's other options out there besides radiation, chemo, and surgery. I feel the same exact way because when I went through the process, you know, I remember thinking, gosh, as my body was changing and I was eating and I was feeling good and, you know, getting those great test results back and thinking, God, I wish I knew about this before. If right. I knew right. Right. If I knew that, that this was even possible, I mean, right. I could have started, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I could have started way before, right. probably could have improved my health so much earlier, probably never have a breast cancer diagnosis at all, you know? Yep that's the reality of it. So to inspire other women to, you know, maybe reassess, you know, take right. a look and right. try, try and make some changes. You know, you'd be surprised how great you feel. You know, it's, it's really cool. It's cool. Or even if they do opt for surgery or radiation chemo, still adopting these lifestyle changes, you know, can still help in their healing process and help yes. them, you know, yeah, it's better along the way.
Yeah, especially even for people who are going to actually do chemo, doing whatever you can to boost your immune system and improve your immune function, you have to do that. Otherwise, it's going to be twice as difficult, I believe, to endure those treatments and to recover. Recovery is going to be like really hard because, I mean, unfortunately, most people when they go through chemo, they have difficulty eating and there's a lot of other side effects, residual things that happen in the process. So strengthening yourself as much as you can before that, I think is really an important key. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So now that you have gotten your life back (laughs) and you're feeling great and you have no evidence of cancer in your body, what do you do? Do you abandon what you've done or do you stay with it? No, I'm going to definitely stay with it. It's a lifestyle change. I mean, it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. I mean, I, I incorporate a little bit more things into my life now, and I'm not completely vegan, but I have a smoothie every morning. I drink tea a lot. I don't drink coffee anymore. I don't drink sodas. Um, I just avoid sugar like the plague because I know that feeds cancer. So right. um, it's just something I just can't allow in my life right now. On my birthday, I did have a, um, a tiramisu cake <laughs> for dessert but I just you know moderation Mm -hmm. I think um, is the key and um, I think you can splurge every now and then but just don't go overboard I hear you I think the main thing is to be consistent you know with these things that are going to actually support your body that's definitely the key and I love feeling good I don't feel I don't say I don't feel good anymore (laughs) I just yeah I just feel so good all the time I never like I said I haven't been sick in over a year and a half and everyone around me was getting you know sick or the flu and especially with the COVID going around I don't worry about it as much Mm -hmm. Um, so I just feel like my immune system I'm doing all I can to build up my immune system to build up my strength putting a shield of protection around me wherever I go so I don't I'm not afraid of germs and catching something right now Yeah, that's good. And having a handle on that fear is also important too, because, you know, the fear and the stress factor also affects your immune system and it Mm -hmm. makes you vulnerable to a lot of things, even, even to cancer actually, you know. Right, right. So this was just wonderful. I can't tell you how appreciative I am that you were willing to come on my show and to tell us about your story. It's so inspiring to know that nutrition can actually help you to change your whole life just by changing what you eat, your body improves and you can actually heal from anything. I mean, if you can heal from cancer, my gosh, I think you could heal from anything, honestly. When someone hears the words they have cancer, that's pretty much like, wow, this is the end of it, you know? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the end. It could be the beginning of something really Mm -hmm. great and even better if you decide to make some changes beforehand You could have this kind of great energy, feeling great, looking great, and you wouldn't have to have cancer. So that's just something to keep in the the back pocket for people out there, you know? (laughs) Right. There are alternatives and people just need to realize that it's not one size fits all. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There's thousands of people out there with testimonies just like mine. And I didn't know about it until, you know, I started doing the research and started realizing it. And then it gave me hope and I started getting excited and I'm like, I'm not the only one. And yeah. If they can do it, why can't I do it too? So 
Yep, I agree. I know that was so inspiring for me as well, because once I started hearing testimonials from all these people, and even some people who had gone through conventional treatments and then had recurrence and thought, well, I got to do something different this time. And then they were able to totally heal and get their lives back. I mean, there was nothing more inspiring to me than that. And like you said, if, if those things could work for those people, they certainly could work for me, I thought, you know, and, right, and exactly. it is so inspiring. So and it's cool to know that people are actually overcoming cancer by taking control of their health and taking control mm-hmm. of what they do and what they eat and how they live. And so it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Fantastic. Yes, that, it is. <laughs> well, it Thank was you. so great to have you again, Karen, I really I have to say, I'm, I, I'm so happy to have met you. And I'm thankful that you were able to come and share your story. I know you're going to inspire so many people with all of your experience and what you've had to share and and the things that you've done to overcome. So thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. Wasn't that amazing? I have to say that I came away from my chat with Karen feeling really inspired. When I faced breast cancer and made the choice to go against the grain, I knew I was taking the road less traveled. So it's really great to personally know another woman who was bold enough to embrace the healing power of food and use it in her own life to heal from breast cancer. You know, statistics show that one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. So hopefully today's episode has you feeling inspired and empowered to know that when it comes to breast cancer, there are powerful alternatives and it is possible to heal naturally. And not only that, but as women, we don't have to wait until we receive a diagnosis. We can actually start making healthy choices today to improve our health and live vibrantly for a lifetime. I'd love to know your thoughts about today's interview, and I'd love to keep this conversation going. So if you or someone else that you know or love has been affected by breast cancer, I'd love to hear about your experience. If you'd like to share, please leave a comment for this episode, or you can send an email to barbara at goodnaturewellness.com or reach out to me through my website, www.goodnaturewellness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for joining me for the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. I'll see you next time. Disclaimer. The Good Nature Wellness Podcast offers information about nutrition, health, and wellness that is designed for educational purposes only. Any opinions expressed or information that is presented by NBC HWC board certified master health coach Barbara Walsh is not a substitution for, nor should it be used as a replacement for medical advice or to diagnose or treat any medical condition. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult your physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay seeking medical advice or treatment from your physician or other healthcare professional because of something that you may have heard in this podcast. Please note that while every effort is made to broadcast information that has been carefully researched and is current, ongoing developments in medical research may impact health wellness, and nutritional advice included in this podcast. No assurance can be given that information or advice included in this podcast will always include the most recent findings or developments related to the material in this or any episode. Any information provided in this podcast is to be used solely at your own risk. 
Under no circumstances will Barbara Walsh, Holy Health Coaching, LLC, DBA, Good Nature Wellness, be responsible for damages in connection with the use of this podcast.